This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge on News Talk 770 Radio, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. Uh, Today, December 14th, is the fourth anniversary of the massacre at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut. Twenty children were killed, six adult staff members, at the hands of 20-year-old Adam Lanza. It was a shocking, shocking crime. But it's also come to represent some of the fringes of the conspiracy world, the people who believe that the whole thing was staged, that it never happened. Now, I think that that raises questions about the psychology of conspiracy theorists, why people believe things like this. But it also highlights the dangers of this kind of conspiracy thinking, because it's not just that people believe this, but the people act on this. Uh, Parents of the children who died in the massacre have been harassed. And in fact, just recently, a Florida woman was indicted on charges of sending death threats to someone whose son died at Sandy Hook. There's also a concern as well, I think, that, that some of these conspiracy theorists of the last year have been mainstreamed a little bit. Alex Jones in particular, uh, the grand wizard of conspiracy theorists, has had Donald Trump on his radio program. Donald Trump even uh, apparently called Alex Jones to thank him after the election. Uh, it's an interesting write-up on all of this at uh, New York Magazine, nymag.com. Joining us on the line is the author of the piece, Reeves Weidman, is a contributing editor to New York Magazine. Reeves, thanks for joining us here. Welcome to the program. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, Sandy Hook is but one of many conspiracy theories that people can find on, on the web. Uh, obviously, there are many 9-11 conspiracy theorists, et cetera. But what, what to you is particularly concerning about these conspiracy theorists? I think there's a couple things. One is obviously um, this is a, a terrible tragedy that occurred, and uh, the people who were affected by it um, are still dealing with it and still still grieving. And as, as you mentioned, um, the the particular sort of group that that's taken up Sandy Hook conspiracy theories have have not sort of decided to you know kind of uh, sit sit at home and 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 think about this or talk to people on the internet about it they've they've kind of taken to harassing the families um, you know telling us uh, uh, you know telling them uh, prove to us your your child um, even died at all and and so so I think the the sort of uh, scariest thing about this is is that um, it's not it's not just people sort of you know harmlessly wondering whether um, whether we went to the moon. Um, it's uh, it's something that that really affects people's lives and and kind of affects our you know in addition to affecting our sort of perception of of history and, and events that that happened. Obviously, you know it's it's four years ago that this happened, um, but but it seems as though this has become more acute in in 2016 am i wrong to say that no i think i think that's fair to say i think the other thing is that that we're we're more aware of it now um you know one thing that that became clear to me in in reporting this story which was about one particular father who's who sort of fought back against um the hoaxers uh he um 
he found that this is much more widespread than than you think, and this type of of thinking is is much more widespread than you think. I, I guarantee, you know, pretty much uh, all of your listeners uh, probably know someone who who at least is willing to entertain this idea. Uh, that person might be a little embarrassed to talk about it. But but the two things that have have really changed, uh, you know, not just this year, but in in the past couple of years, is is one, the internet's just made it a lot easier to um to create conspiracy theories and then to find evidence um you know by you know taking hours and hours of of breaking news coverage and finding you know three seconds that uh seem to show something odd um when in context it, it of course you know shows nothing out of the ordinary it's, it's easy to kind of get people to to buy into that and then it's it's a lot easier to connect with people who um who share your ideas or are willing to to um entertain them it's it's no longer just uh you know you sitting at home kind of thinking about these things in your basement it's um it's easy to connect with other people and and a lot easier to think that uh, you know you're not the crazy one and in fact uh, everyone else might be now it's it's a tough position for a lot of these families to be in and, and mm-hmm. dealing with the loss of a, of a child and then to have to deal mm-hmm. with these these people harassing them um but some parents have, have chosen to push back yeah, one one several parents have. I mean, certainly in the in the immediate aftermath of of the event, and 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 for most of the past couple of years, most of the families sort of said, you know, we don't want to deal with this. Please don't make us, you know, relive this. And and did the best they could to to just kind of block it out and avoid it. Um, that becomes becomes difficult uh, when it's when it's so much easier to to reach people. Um, and uh, and a number of of um, families in Newtown, uh, parents in Newtown, some of whom have lost uh, children, some some who haven't, have, have sort of tried to push back against that. Uh, the the primary person who's done that is a, a man I wrote about, um, Lenny Posner, whose uh, son Noah was the youngest um, uh, student killed at Sandy Hook, and and he spent, uh, you know, in in the way that some parents kind of devoted themselves to pushing for gun control or or put them their energy into to a variety of causes. Uh, Lenny was really the one who who said, you know, I, I'm th- this is not going away, and so rather than just just kind of let it let it happen and and let people sort of defame my son's memory online, um, I'm going to try to push back. And do, do they believe that it's been effective? Because you know, I've, I've mm-hmm. had run-ins yeah. with with conspiracy theorists over the years, and there just there doesn't seem to be getting any getting through to them. Mm-hmm. I think it has been to a certain extent. I mean, certainly uh, Lenny would never claim victory, um, and and I don't think that'll ever be the case. Um, but uh, you know, he went through sort of phases of of, of how to react to this that, that I think is a little instructive. Um, early on, he. He went online. He went into Facebook groups um, and and actually created a, a forum he called uh, Conspiracy Theorists Anonymous, where where people could come in and, and sort of talk about things they were thinking about. And and according to him, you know, he he convinced uh, hundreds, maybe thousands of people who were, you know, kind of on the fence, not not sort of hardened um, conspiracy theorists who had just heard something about this. And and a lot of people were just, you know, they they preferred the idea that um, there was some vast conspiracy to to the notion that there was could be one sort of crazed killer um that was a lot scarier to think about so so in in engaging with those types of people i think lenny did did um was able to kind of uh, make people see the light and i think it's sort of important to to know that that you know in general um it's it's not worth just letting these things kind of kind of sit uh, in the darkness and i think you know talking to people about it 
uh, can be effective. Uh, the other thing Lenny's tried to do more recently is is to um, get stuff taken down from from the internet, and and he's he's had some success with this, uh, namely by. Uh, filing copyright complaints against uh, websites or YouTube videos that use his son's image. Um, uh, but he's very frustrated, uh, remains frustrated with Google, with Facebook, with Twitter, and, and how little um, they seem able or interested um, in doing to sort of uh, combat this stuff. So I think there's there's some hope in that, um, you know, there are people who, who I think can be convinced, but in the end, uh, there's always going to be a group that, that no matter what you tell them, they're not going to change their mind. In terms of how mainstream some of this stuff is, because I, I think mm-hmm. to the average American and the average citizen, this, this stuff seems crazy. Uh, you, mm-hmm. you point out in your piece that there was a, a Sandy Truk, uh, Hook truther who had identified, or who, rather, who had introduced Donald Trump at a rally. Once that became known, the Trump campaign, you know, denounced that, distanced themselves uh, from him. Even Alex Jones seems to have backed away from his initial embrace of the conspiracy mm-hmm. theory. So, is it still on the fringes? Um, I think it's. I think more people know about it now. I, I think largely because because of Alex Jones and, and because he sort of became a flashpoint in this in this election. And that's the one thing that that a lot of people uh, know about him. I mean, just sort of a strange side note in in the sort of Sandy Hook conspiracy theorist community. Alex Jones is, is viewed actually as, as as almost a traitor because he initially had talked a lot about Sandy Hook and then in in recent years had had sort of let it let it go um, and then he, he seemed to kind of latch onto it uh, again this year once it once it was getting him uh, some attention um, but uh, you know I think I think they're becoming more more mainstream um, it's it's just a lot easier for people to connect with ideas like this um, I'm not necessarily sure that that more people are, are you know seriously considering it than than have considered conspiracies conspiracies in the past, but but it's certainly easy for people to to you know get get these ideas and and then it's it's kind of you know uh, up to them more or less to to hopefully see the light and, and reject them. Yeah, absolutely. Well, people can read your piece today. It's up at uh, nymag.com. Reeves, thanks so much for joining us here today. Appreciate this. Thanks for having me. All right, take care. Reeves uh, Weidman, he's a contributing editor, New York Magazine, has this piece today. And what's interesting about Lenny Posner is that now he says, you know, he was a bit of a conspiracy theorist himself before all of this. Now he's found himself on the other side. Now he's found himself having conspiracy theorists target him and his murdered child. And so he's decided to, to push back. That's an interesting story. Uh, Listen, we'll take a break here. We're going to come back at a few other issues to get to before the bottom of the hour. We'll be joined at 2.30, by the way, by Richard Starkey. We'll talk about the idea of a referendum on daylight savings time. Sounds good to me. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 12.30 on News Talk 770 Calgary.